1: Shall we begin?
0: So, Nathan. Jack says you got a
1: Tucci voicemail from Quentin Tarantino. Drew, now's not the time. Let's just do our Civil War pick. Well, that's right, Jack. You did say that, didn't you? Yep, I did. Well,
0: you got a Tucci from Quentin Tarantino. Yes. The Quentin Tarantino? Yes. Quentin Tarantino, the famous filmmaker? Yes. From Kill Bill? Yes. Pulp Fiction? Yes. He left you a Tucci personally, as in
1: Dear Nathan? As in Hey, What's Up Nathan? Hey, What's Up Nathan? Quentin
0: Tarantino the famous filmmaker of epic films, called the Tooch line for you. Can I hear it? No, you may not. But the way Jack sells it, it wasn't just a two-minute butt dial or text. He asked how you were doing, like you'd previously talked to him. Yes. And previously talked to him, that implies that you were friends with him. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Jack, you really think a washed-up co-host, low-hanging fruit picker with Maverick in one pocket and Indiana Jones in another was practically friends with one of the most influential filmmakers of our time? Jack, I hate to be the one that rats in your race, (laughs) but nobody at these microphones has ever received a call from quentin tarantino especially that shower water drinker there
1: are you fucking with me Psst. of course i was <laughs> well i guess it's true what they say about you shower water drinkers can't trust a damn bilbo grabbing shit you pick <laughs> <laughs> old mary todd that's a, that was a nice touch Oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are the Real Fields Podcast, and we bring you a movie genre, a fortnightly. Fortnightly. And of course, my Civil War pick will have to be the 2015 Quentin Tarantino masterpiece. And dare I say his best? Ooh, shots fired? Shots fired. (laughs) Hateful Eight you wanna save the bean footage or you wanna roll it? Free holidays? Free holidays. Cabron. Some some stool. <laughs> roll the bean footage. Got room for one more. They call him the hangman. When the handbill says dead or alive, the rest of us just shoot you in the back, come up on top of a perch somewhere, and bring you in dead over a saddle. But when John Roof, the hangman, catches you, you hang.
0: Get in, boys! This here is Daisy Dahmergoo. She's wanted dead or alive for murder. When that sun comes out, I'm taking this woman to hang. Is there anybody here committed to stopping me from doing that? Well, well, well. Looks like Minnie's hap is about to get cozy for the next few days. Yes, it does. One of them fellas is not what he says
1: he is. Move a little strange, you're gonna get a bullet. Not a warning, not a question, a bullet. Talking <laughs> now cough but cut off my legs and call me Shorty. General Smithers is a living breed. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is fantastic and uh i'm gonna start off real quick with why i picked this as my civil war first and foremost we have done a lot of civil war films as i went down the genre list uh maverick Maver- glory. <laughs> glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, maverick glory glory uh last samurai last samurai <laughs> <laughs> Maverick. maverick. Uh, i think we've done even like one or two more but again glory was like kind of that ooh, yeah, oh, wait, nope, never mind. And you, you the, the low-hanging fruit yeah, dumb bin plop! <laughs> Already in the basket! And I wanted to do a very obscure fruit called Andersonville. After I watched it, I was like, you know what? This is like a more like a lifetime movie with very few good actors in it. Well, it's also a made-for-TV movie. Well, there you go. I and mean, it was three hours long. And it just I knew that we would this would be the rat race, the 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 second, the follow the Maverick 2 Electric Boogaloo. So I <laughs> I went with one that I I was, oh my god, why have I not even thought about Hateful Eight? I love this movie, and I think it is one of, if not, Tarantino's best film. Cause Minnie had a son <laughs> hanging up by that bar that said No dogs and no No fruit pickers. (laughs) But she took it down because she started letting in dogs. Rightfully so. You guys, have you watched this film before? I I think I saw this in the theater. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. I I have seen this
0: before. I I can't remember if I saw it in the theater or not. I want to say I did. I want to also say that I saw
1: it in the theater, but I'm not 100% sure. And in your experience in the theater, was this a... Wow, that was a really good theater film, or meh. Like what? I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying it's the the greatest that Tarantino has. Would would uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood be your? I mean, that's that's very close. I just I love the direction he went with that movie. Yeah, uh, no. but I mean, and Kill Bill counts. Uh, Kill Bill went into counts as one movie. But yeah. also, I, I do have. A little bit of love for Inglorious Bastards. So, mm. like you're asking me what my favorite part of Thanksgiving was. Exactly. Where like this I'm just good, I'm yeah. enjoying it all. Like the turkey was good, the kill bill was great, and pass me some more once upon a time in Hollywood. But hateful A is almost like the 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 green beans that are different than the normal like green beans that we're used to. And so you just keep going like Jack's green beans. Damn. Those green beans were really good with the caramelized onions and the pine nuts. Hot damn. Is the, there any more The movie prior to that was Django, wasn't it? Yes. So I feel like he already hit us with the green beans and then he put a slightly different take on the green beans. They're still good green beans. But I think a better spin. I think this one's a better film than Django. Uh I mean they, they both really have their their high, I mean yes. DiCaprio and again Samuel Jackson uh, as yeah. as was it was he Toby? No. I
0: can't remember his
1: character. It, Samuel L. Jackson's character in that was was one of the most comedic performances of just like hate spewing <laughs> yeah. tomfoolery. Yes, uh, but I mean they're all different. Like this is is it's almost like it's almost like the thing, very much like the thing because <laughs> that was one of the massive, influence. massive. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it also goes back to Reservoir Dogs because it all takes place ninety five percent of it in that one room. Yeah. Not what Minnie's haberdashery. But I like films that can pull that off. Okay, so real quick, what, Drew. Sorry, I've, we have not brought you into this. Drew, how did you like this movie? I love this movie. It doesn't.
0: Um, it doesn't have Django Unchained beating it for me personally. I think it's better than Django. If we're gonna go for something that's like a, a real feel for me for uh, Quentin Tarantino, it's probably gonna be Reservoir Dogs. Even number over one? even over Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs might be number one for me because I think it was the first Quentin Tarantino film that I ever saw. However, not directed, but written and starring from Dusk Till Dawn holds like a real place in
1: my heart. Okay. It really does. You son of a bitch. I was waiting for him to be like, true <laughs> romance. I mean, I mean it's, it's fine. It's fine, but... Um... You disgust me. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's a great movie. No, it's 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 good. Notice that none of us said Jackie Brown was any good. Jackie like, Brown is it's, phenomenal, it's but good. I just—it's all. It, well, I mean, they're all good, but yeah. it's not. It, but,
0: I don't know. It's not, and I had only recently watched Jackie Brown, like last year. So,
1: but I think weirdly, Kill Bill Two drags down Kill Bill One a little bit. I like Paime. Okay, and I like the uh, I like the the freaking fight between uh, uh, Kiddo and uh, was it with uh, the blonde the other blonde chick Daryl Hannah oh the, the nurse Daryl, Daryl Hannah yeah. in Bud's uh, like shitty trailer uh, and she finds the Tori Hanzo sword in like the fucking golf bag plucks out the eye she gets snake bit by the snake that she brought along to kill Bud I I I, I thought that movie was good. I think the only thing that sets it apart is the crazy 88s. Cause I mean, you can't so, really, <laughs> you can't really so beat well that, done. but I do like the, I do like aspects of it. I don't think one is like so much more superior to the other. I think they both, I but like Quentin Tarantino says, like it's not meant to be two movies. It's, it's one movie, correct? And that's why I think that this is really great because right now, currently on Netflix, and 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 for years, it's got the extended edition, yep. which is broken down into like fifty minute blocks. And I watched through that twice and just enjoyed the hell out of it. And nice bite sized pieces.
0: Yeah. And I see that uh, Kill Bill Volume Three was announced.
1: Wait, now, is that going to be with the actresses that played the daughters? Because I remember that that was rumored that Tarantino was going to
0: use. So it simply, it simply says announced on like IMDb. And it says that uh, plot is being, of course, kept under wraps and written by Tarantino. And that characters, obviously, directly from Volumes 1 and 2. Well, okay. We know, we know
1: David Carradine's not going to be in it, of course. No. <laughs> he doesn't say that? <laughs> no. Lucy Liu. Probably mm, not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Half of, her, half of her head? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, Hateful Eight. Starting out with location, shooting in Colorado, obviously, global warming, whether you believe it or not, makes it a little bit harder for filmmakers. Leo talked about it when they were filming The Reverend. Um, Revenant. Revenant. How, how difficult it was to find locations to shoot with snow that was reliable and they were constantly chasing stuff i know that during the filming of this a storm like it was a kind of a a a hot spree and most of the snow melted so a couple of the actors and tarantino himself did a like ski burn where they like called upon the snow gods to bring a storm and a couple days later it actually happened and and snowed for the set, it was it was fifty.
0: Like I read something where it was like 50-50 snow, like some like half was real and half was like man made snow yeah. to uh, to make it in. But I mean, even some of the sets were like refrigerated, refrigerated, and thirty degrees. Had,
1: yeah, you can tell in a couple of shots where the trees are not dusted with snow, and then others you're like, oh, they just got snow like yesterday, so you can tell that that. Yeah, but I think fun. it's going to
0: be so much like a continuity error, as in like no. you know, Inglorious Bastards, where like the refilling milk glass <laughs> there keeps <you>. happening.
1: <laughs> but with Inglorious Bastards, the uh, the the little English guy, uh, oh, Tim Roth's character yes, is supposed Tim. to be the ancestor oh. of Michael Fassbender's. Mm-hmm. uh I mean, they reveal his uh, uh, real yeah, name, yeah, Paratrooper or. Uh, was he the undercover? Like, there's a special place uh, reserved in hell for people who wear good scotch.
0: Oswald yeah. Murray. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's why, like, again, all the all the movies are being connected. And I think the most consistent thing that connects everything is uh, Red Apple Tobacco.
1: That is probably, yeah, that, that is kind of throughout. Manzana Roja. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bob was enjoying a Manzana Roja. She doesn't smoke that, cabron, but I think you know that. <laughs> I did, Senor Bob.
0: <laughs> I didn't <laughs> say you knew. Do.
1: Uh, so actors. Obviously, Samuel L. Jackson, top build, finally, amazing. Bruce Dern, right oh, off the set from uh, The Burbs. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh off the press. <laughs> Fresh off the set. <laughs> oh, Bruce Dern. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, of course, awesome. Amazing. Kurt Russell, amazing, amazing. Walt Goggins in this yes. oh we love it, the Grogs it just brings so much to that character and that part and not only because he's he's one of the two that I guess he's like the last two to die yes. but he's also the wild card where you yep. don't know like is he gonna side with Domergu or is he gonna side with the side of uh, you, you know rule by law
0: make a, <laughs> give me my girl.
1: Calm down, Warren.
0: We're I just kind of here.
1: That's what you get, you bushwhacking sack shooter.
0: <laughs> Nathan and I were kind of talking earlier about Goggins, where he does such a phenomenal role in this movie and, and just other stuff that you got to love him in. And I, I don't think Nathan hasn't seen it. I think you've seen it, but I love him in Fat Man with Mel Gibson.
1: Yep. I've he, loved him since Justified. He's a,
0: never seen Justified.
1: Well, well you know, you can. <laughs> you take a break from Supernatural.
0: I just, oh, it's, oh, it's already oh, over! It's, it's over! over. Yeah, 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 just you take a gentlemen. break from the
1: librarians. I don't watch that! So you can take ladies a break from the, ma- zi- the, zi- the magicians. With, with I Channel 5 news. I am here live where Jack is <laughs> pummeling Drew with a Supernatural shot take a, take a break from Law and Order. <laughs> Actually, I, I, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't started the new season yet. Shut so. up, you idiot. Oh, goodness. But groggin's I don't Goggins. know. Goggins, Goggins. Goggins. It's an odd name. I always call him Grogs, yeah. but I just, there's not a whole lot of stuff that I know of that he doesn't do amazing. Uh, he Just recently, or like more recent, is uh, uh, Gemstones. Mm, the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, in season two coming out. Well, I think out. it's this month. Yeah, this month it comes so. out. Mm-hmm. But he was also in Invincible, uh, mm-hmm. the voice of Cyril. And just, he just has, he has the look that is so unique cecil not cyril cecil that's it but Thank he's you. got that that accent mm-hmm. that it's just you know, like when when days is like jody leads an army man he's like my dad led an <laughs> army of man who followed him through a lost cause simply because of respect of his command like he was he's able to pull out these this emotion and just like a lot of assholery too like well, like your intro, like, yeah, d- Abraham, did he, dude, was it, was it Dear Major? No, it was Dear Marquis. Dear was.
0: He was in an interview with the entire cast on Jimmy Kimmel, and he said that uh, one of his friends was saying, like, you're on a Quentin Tarantino Western. He's like, yeah, yeah, I am. Well, I bet you have a sweet horse being in a Quentin Tarantino Western. No, I, I actually, I don't have a horse. Oh, well, I bet you got a sweet gun, don't you? No, actually, I don't. Well, I mean, forget the horse and the gun. I mean, that you, you got a nice hat that you're wearing throughout the film, aren't you? I really don't wear it that much. What kind of a fucking Western are you in? And he says that his only response is, a Quentin Tarantino one.
1: Mm-hmm. But this is... a. A type of movie that I enjoy. It's it's dark and it's brooding and kind of a whodunit. It, it it's got that aspect to it. It's got the classic pulp fiction Tarantino like overlays, overlays yeah. and time swaps and uh, differing points of view. But this movie, it just. Begs to be watched, mm. like late on a cold night under a cold blanket. When you can, and the ambiance, 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 ambiance of the the Minis Haberdashery is awesome because you get the darkness, and then you get like the the light sometimes in the background. You can see the, the snow s- yes. kind of like filtering through the of The
0: character and at, um what's his name, uh, Michael Madsen's character, as he sits at the table, and there's just the row of chains, mm-hmm. almost like a curtain.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's got it's got great flair great flavor and it's well put together like you want to search the shelves see what else is there um i I think this is what kind of step like take another movie that was way out in the wilderness uh that we did uh the edge you want to lay down and die bob (laughs) do you know how to make fire with ice bob fire with ice bob (laughs) Uh, but that building that or that that mansion cabin lodge (laughs) It's it only has a couple things you're like, ooh your eyes kind of get drawn to. But this haberdashery, like with the candies and well, because just, it's all open and everything is in the surroundings for you to look at. And you try and think of it to yourself like, so how do you know, 10 people sleep in this this one big know. room or I don't know if it's actually meant to be like a
0: place where. You literally, not like a hotel, right? It's almost like a, it's like a way station.
1: Yeah, like, like but I'm sure they've got overnight. I mean, I'm, the, I'm sure they the, do. the good general was an overnight I guest mean, for two yeah, days. There's, for stuff, two
0: nights? there's stuff up in, I mean, but Lord knows he probably sat in that chair the entire time. But like, there's stuff up in the rafters all the time. So yeah. there's probably stuff to make cots. You know, there's one bed and that's obviously for many. And uh, sweet, 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 Bill, da- sweet, sweet Dave. Dave, sweet, sweet Dave. I don't know. And then, then you have the two lady or the two people there. Where the, the ladies, Shama. uh, yeah, she's plucking the chicken, and the new guy, he said, like, I just started working here. I mean... Charlie. Charlie, okay. So, I mean, do they stay somewhere else? Maybe they sleep in the barn, uh, where it can be a little bit warm, and I, I don't know. I mean, there could be other places. Maybe they sleep in the basement? Maybe it's warm the, down the there? The cellar? The cellar. Who knows? Who knows That's where true. they actually stay? But I thought the same thing, like, where do people stay? And I started, like, framing it in my mind, like, well, if you put up a wall here and you put up a wall here, you can have little rooms.
1: See, I would love to spend, like, a long weekend or a week at Minnie's Haberdashery, but it have, like, the same open floor plan on the ground floor. But then it has a second floor with, mm-hmm. like, a little, maybe a little... A loft. little little circular staircase sure. where there's some bedrooms and stuff up there. Yeah. I think that would, that would make a little bit more hospital. But I just, I love the look and feel of that place. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Lee Jennifer, Jennifer Jason, Jason Lee, Lee. you put some respect on that <laughs> my god did she nail this part killed it absolutely did so good and you you hate like weirdly hate her but at the same time you're like intrigued about like oh I never I never sh- once hated her character well like cause you're you know oh like she's you know she's a, a bad guy and the way that she talks to Samuel L. Jackson you're like hey come on but her like Badassness, where she like licks the blood. You're like, you have Holy like a solid like a solid 30 seconds of like watching
0: her lick When, her when John
1: Ruth walks in with her and is like, This here's Daisy Domagoon. I'm taking her to Red Rocks to be hanged. And when she when he says hanged, like she does like the yank, like but um I when um it comes out that Kurt Russell and OB have been poisoned. And Kurt Russell is dying, and like he's just he just decides just to to vomit the blood all over oh, her face. So gosh. then she's covered with blood, and laughing. She's still and laughing. then then would they make Jody? And I love that scene. Like throw your throw your pistol up towards the bed. Yeah, but I bet he's got another one. Throw your other pistol. <laughs> I only have the one. Motherfucker, you better <laughs> shit another pistol out of your ass. And then like up comes the other <laughs> other pistol. <laughs> he's but, be like, See, yeah, but he, he he only gets like like a groundhog he only gets like 30 seconds of like he gets the moment with his sister and then boom it's like the cat from uh, uh <laughs> what's the name <laughs> what's her fucking name it's your precious one, but from uh boondocks you surrendering not quick enough <laughs> And now she's covered not only in blood, but brain matter. matter. She's like pulling it and she's like (laughs) ring out of her hair. Oh, it's so grotesque (laughs) that it's so funny.
0: I I liked his literally like his one line to her like, how you doing, dummy? And you're just like, oh, see, this is a loving, this is a loving relationship. Boom. (laughs)
1: Gone. It was giving up that's what you, you get you push I, whack infection I'm sorry but him. like if someone shot my nuts off I like, I don't <laughs> care if you're surrendering you're
0: done <laughs> but I do I do love the moment right before you know like he punches her in the face and they fall to the ground after he's been poisoned and Obi's vomiting he's vomiting he vomits once and she just looks at him and she's not like
1: when you get to hell John
0: <coughs> tell him Daisy sent you <laughs>
1: Because he knows, and
0: she's just like, yes. Oh, she knows, too, because she's she's not saying a dang thing.
1: Which is why I loved the last little moment that uh, Mannix just goes, yeah, but you knew that the, poison, the coffee was poison, gonna take and you were going to let me drink it. No, D. I was like, yeah! Yes, there it is loved it now I'm not picking up what she's selling but I would <laughs> like to hear her pitch now I like the uh, composition of this gang so much because I think Roth playing this this English, Osprey Mowbray, like just... He's, pr- he's proper English, and then after he's been
0: shot and dying in the chair... He's all dead. You have, Well, no, you have a bit of a cockney work- workman's accent. Yeah. And it's very interesting where it's a bit... It's a bit contradictory to Samuel Jackson saying, like, there was that sign saying that she didn't allow dogs or Mexicans into her place, and she didn't like Mexicans because she started allowing dogs. As soon as they reveal themselves and they pull down... The, uh the ma- the masks to reveal their faces and he introduces himself as Bob like she's fine with it apparently she doesn't sit there and go like uh-huh uh-huh get out like she I don't know that that uh, that's like one thing that you know kind of like spoke to me where it's like mm, did she really or or again is this another yarn that Warren is spinning to get you know Bob and everybody else to
1: unravel like
0: are you really who you say you are?
1: The when, when we go back in time and we pull the Tarantino, um, you know, like what what happened before this? It, I mean, it breaks your heart a little bit because you know that all these characters that you're just now getting introduced to are not here anymore, and so you're like, oh shit! And their takedown is fucking brutal. If oh, it quick is quick. Decide, and this, I mean, rivals, I would say, the Inglorious Bastard moment where the bar scene you're just like holy shit that just happened and this the, is a red wedding moment <laughs> yes but and it's that yeah it's uh, like all oh, these are people that i actually like liked and yeah, wait. What? Six horse, Judy is. Is everyone? <laughs> Are you, you the jelly not? bean salesman <laughs> around these <laughs> parts?
0: How, how many peppermints can I get for a nickel?
1: <laughs> What's that accent? Is that English? I take offense to that. <laughs> What's in Auckland? What? Well, when Judy's like tugging at his his coat. Oh like, man! Like, like, please don't kill me! Like, oh fuck! Ma'am, would you roll me a cigarette, please? <laughs> Well, it's red uh, apple tobacco. I hope that's okay. Mmm, that's my favorite.
0: Sweet Wing Dave it. takes a knife to the back, and all the while, you you have General Sandy Smithers sitting there going like, oh, holy oh, shit! Oh. But but then you look at him, he's he's oddly calm. He's oddly calm, and they just, you know, Channing Tatum walks up, and he's all like, hey, you're gonna sit there, and you're gonna be quiet. Like, you're not gonna say anything, and we'll let you find He's like, fine. You don't, I don't think you understand, old man. You don't say a word. I don't care about you
1: <laughs> or your sister. He's like, that's a good answer, Remember, old man, old man I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I, I think he doesn't flinch too much because he's been around death so much that he's just like, well, shit. Well, wrong I mean, place, wrong time. And like, as long as you don't kill me, I don't give a shit. I, I
0: It could have just been the shock of like having it happen all at once. And then it is quick.
1: You're an old man. Be Doty. Fall asleep. You say yes, no, hello, thank you, maybe your name. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Are, are we are we happy with his slight cameo? And I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh and it it you know it does kind of harken back a little bit to Once Upon a Time in the West, where they cast. Henry Fonda as the villain and Henry mm-hmm. Fonda always played the good guys, whereas Channing Tatum always plays sort of like comedy action hero stuff. Yeah. So it was, a you know, a little bit of turn that on its head, but you just didn't really get enough to really form much of an opinion. I thought he was fine. Yeah. I don't think he detracted, but it wasn't like, man, was that standout.
0: Yeah, it's not like a moment where you have him reveal his face when he gets off the stagecoach and you find out he's the one who's been below, which even then... I don't know, even if they kept it a secret, not divulging that some that this had taken place before or even didn't show us that he was the one who was hiding below. If you suddenly just had them maybe like talking to themselves and one guy turns around and says like, or like Bob will be all like, and you'll be in the basement. And then all you hear is, yeah. And then you see a hand close the door. That's it. Like, keep that a nice shrouded mystery.
1: Uh, So we keep the old man. He adds a certain something, you know?
0: (laughs) You know, I I must have had 12 people teach me this game, but I could never
1: remember them places in my head. (laughs) I think Joe Gage Grouch is such a solid quiet performance of you know i ain't got no (laughs) guns, sheriff (laughs) when he is telling kurt russell you know um, i want to go home to my mom for christmas and he's like hey don't seem like the going home to mom time he's like i think i am like just that (laughs) like yeah well like i may not look it but i am so fuck off i I think that was the one thing that was a little bit Not off-putting,
0: but it's like, okay, we get it. We get it. You're protective of your bounty. But it was Kurt Russell going to every single person going, like, who are you? What's your story? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, just like the, the slight interrogation techniques that he's giving to everybody, it... To me, it got old really quick.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, he was also John Wayne again, like he did in, in Big Trouble Little Child. Like, that'll be the day. <laughs> or, His uh, gun is so sick, though, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, um, the short rifle? Yes. But, uh, you know, you only need to hang mean bastards, but mean bastards, you, you mean. need to hang. Uh, Joe Gage also delivers a inglorious bastard line. But just. It was the, the tagline from like the poster. Or yeah, the, the, the bastards, or, something. Or oh, other. a
0: bastard's b- work is never done. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I, I like, again, this is Tarantino kind of giving himself a couple little like free little tugs, but it works because he's garnished so much respect. This isn't, I don't know, Peter Jackson like during Lord of the Rings like doing a, a callback to. Uh, you know, uh, what, what was the one? The that The Cimberillian. Uh, no, to, uh, re- not Reanimator with the baby. Oh, oh, um, uh, Brain Dead. Brain Dead. Yeah, like this isn't him. Like in one of his other, you know, films, going, oh, this is like the same universe. Like, no, 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 no Jackson, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it, it all just, I don't know, it just works. Yeah. Tarantino does. He takes his time with shit. I feel like he doesn't just throw it out and go. I don't know. Do you guys like it?
0: cool no like stuff is deliberate like i mean there's even like tiny little hints that Django is in the same world because you have Django's, like his green sweater or something is supposedly like yeah. on the floor in the haberdashery and the saddle that samuel L. jackson's character is sitting on on top of the three bodies is supposed to be a saddle that was previously owned by Django.
1: confirmed by not samuel that Jackson.
0: i mean not that you would be able to somehow tell from that quick little yeah you know s- you know scan of his backside while he's sitting on it but
1: yeah but uh, Samuel Jackson he goads the general into mm. to drawing on him that yep. that is a that is a powerful and a disturbing scene. But then his interrogation of Bob and the whole stew thing, yeah, I just I just love and he keeps on going back to to Walt Goggins' characters like isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Minnie's been gone a week. Why does it taste like mini stew she made this morning? Like, it just, it keeps on, it keeps on going and going and going and he just, Bob has no way out. No. And then he, like, he shoots Bob twice and then Then he he levels both guns and just the the special effects of just like (laughs) the head blowing out. Oh, I love it. Kind of like Team America when, uh, was it, um... Uh, Matt Damon's uh, puppet just, Matt is big. Damon. <laughs> and
0: just explodes. Those fags have to stick together.
1: <laughs> well, also, Team America, where they're vomiting up the blood. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Poor OB. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was just a driver. Uh, to uh, take the general's body out, everyone drew straws. <laughs> OB lost.
0: <laughs> I, I do love how much Goggins' character just like, I mean, it jumps up like there's so much energy in him every single time like even when Warren walks over to Smithers and simply offers him a bowl of soup like no Warren you leave that old man alone sit down
1: I shared a, a battle battlefield with this man
0: or would you deny me that too no i wouldn't
1: well can i get you hell i'll give you my blanket <laughs> can i get you a drink
0: <laughs> but i love when uh, jo- when uh joe Joe Gage Joe Gage, Gage. yeah joe Gage, joe Gage is like all right i poison the coffee
1: I fucking knew it! The ugliest one of them all, Joe (laughs) Gage. Gage. He he hates him too from the. uh, (laughs) Oh, man. But, real quick, did Oswald, like Mowbray, was Pete. How did he know about that he was, like, with the card and everything like that for being the hangman? Like you said, he probably just. Picked up some papers from somebody and was passing them off at his own, or he was just playing a real good part. Okay, because well, I, I don't remember. I don't remember if I saw like. No, there, Wander- I don't think there
0: was anything in the movie that would say that he would already know about the letter.
1: Oh no, about about oh, him sorry. being him being the hangman.
0: Oh no, the hangman. Oh, I think he's just playing a part. Sorry, I thought you were referring to how would he know that. But there's also the moment where he says like, "Are you the chap with the letter?" It's like, how would he know this? How would he know that already? There's no way That's he true. would know that already because. Warren hadn't even come in.
1: Why would why would Ruth bring it up? Unless Ruth was saying, "Hey, I'm with you know a colored fella, and you know he has this letter he, from I don't know." But it, he didn't bring it
0: up until it was addressed to him. You know what I mean? That's true. Where he's all like, "He has he has a black bounty hunter friend in the barn. A black bounty hunter? What a letter from I Lincoln! Say. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, black bounty hunter letter from Lincoln in the barn. In the barn. I I do I did enjoy him very much. He's <laughs> like, "Now if you shoot him dead, I will hang you." the neck tell your
1: dad that's the problem with old man can't just you can kick him down the <laughs> stairs and see what's next you can't just shoot can't him. just shoot him <laughs> uh. <Kurt Russell. laughs> and I, I love kurt russell's just nonchalant violence towards daisy like we're gonna work out a system of communication here when i elbow you in the face that means shut up
0: it's that That's just the best thing. Like when he, when the letter, when the letters are a fake and she's just laughing, laugh, laugh and then like throws the hot soup at her. She's like, (laughs) she's still just having a riot of it. Breaks her teeth, still laughing at it. And you know, you don't see the determination and true fear in her eyes until John Ruth is dead. And then she's outnumbered and her brother's head is now splattered over her face that's when she sits here and she reveals like, you know, the, uh, the, uh... Demingre, Domingue! The
1: Domingue gang! And that's another thing, because he was, he was, perp- Kurt Russell was purposefully butchering her last name the entire movie. And you don't find out until the end that, that that's just like another little tidbit, like another little fuck you. It's <laughs> like the Jody Domingue gang, like Domergue over here.
0: Well, because it adds to the idea of like a non-reliable narrator, because even when Quentin Tarantino like, recounts what has happened as the narrator, he also says Tom So it adds to the idea of an unreliable narrator to the story.
1: Huh. Do we think that there's 15 killer strong? I no. don't think so. No. That's kind of sad, though, because that means those horses are probably going to die in that barn. Well, but it is a haberdashery.
0: People come in and out all the time... It would seem. So I think someone would probably happen by that place. Can you imagine? Soon enough, they're going to have $100,000 of, like, dead bodies there. A set of horses. Let's just pray they don't drink from the well. Or the coffee that's still there. Uh, Yeah, well, at least there's coffee on the (laughs) (laughs) stove. As As they divided up the haberdasheries, all like, you know, we'll have Philadelphia and the neutral (laughs) fireplace, Georgia. like... (laughs) If I were to design the haberdashery, I think I, one big change, aside from a second floor that would have done wonders for it, I would have had a second fireplace in that in that whole thing. Not only to provide extra warmth, but you can only crowd so many bodies around a fireplace. Yeah. Plus, no, they have
1: the, the stove. Stove. It's a yeah. like cast iron stove. And, and as long as the bar is Philadelphia, right. I'm okay with that. <laughs> what in the hell is this uh, chicken? Don't you know a half plucked chicken is bad luck. <laughs> I love Bob. I love Bob's character and his delivery. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, that goes for the whole Domingue gang, except for Daisy, uh, is that I did like that you got to see a little bit more out of them before uh the other people arrived like when they first got there mm. and, and uh you know before they killed everybody and would you mind holding this ladder so rock steady rock man, steady, man. Man. Rock steady. <laughs> <laughs> uh and it was it, it got it gave a little bit more flavor because really all you'd seen them up to that point was the three of them with like their arms against the wall after shit goes down with uh with jody shooting marquise's nuts and or the poisoning i should say it's got to be a little off-putting just in general to be Warren, to come to a place that you've been many times and the people that you, you know, imagine going to Paladins. There's a place that you've been a couple times and then the people that are behind the counter are not people that you've ever seen before. And you're like, well, that's is strange. Or come over to my place for hands, miss. Yeah. And it's just like it's just Cody there with like Brian and some other guys. Like Jack and Anna went to go visit his mom. It was like yeah, on the, on the it, north it, side. <laughs> it'd
0: be it be Cody well, with Brian. Brian, and, you uh, must <laughs> never
1: been to uh, Jack's house because he's got a sign hanging up by the bar that says "No cats and no mirrors." <laughs> and he only took it down Start he started accepting cats. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, would Cody be the general? <laughs> no. God oh, dang! Oh, no. Uh, oh, Cody's like fucking Bob or something. I, 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 if you want me to make the coffee, I'll make the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> just starts fucking the chicken. And he's like all pissed off, and he's he's in the Play, corner playing the piano, just Silent singing night. songs to himself. <laughs> oh, I couldn't have poisoned the coffee. I was playing the piano. <laughs> but <laughs> you could have poisoned the coffee. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. man. Oh my gosh. Are we uh are we just going straight to Seggy's? Well, I guess we could do the uh, the the one piece of trivia where that was a like a hundred and fifty year old guitar that uh,
0: oh, okay. Kurt
1: Russell smashed by accident. So they had they had a real guitar on loan, like an eighteen seventy
0: Gibson. Right, or it was something. a it was a real it was a real <laughs> <laughs> antique guitar. <laughs> Music time okay. is over. They had made six replicas for the movie for the takes. <laughs> this is the first.
1: Cur, t- cur, 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 cur. No, no, no no no. This
0: is the first take. Okay, that they were doing that scene. When she finishes playing, he grabs the guitar and smashes it. That is a real reaction from her going yeah. like, no, 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 no,
1: So if you see Jennifer Jason Lee's face the next time, like she's looking at people off camera like, did you just see you smash this, this antique guitar? So a, a
0: $40,000 guitar to which the place that they rented it from.
1: The Gibson Museum. Said, we're never, we're never renting money. guitars or never loaning guitars to a film production ever, ever again. again. And then there's, there's also a little <laughs> bit of rumor that like Tarantino set it up that way, but who? Well, knows? I
0: mean, think of the same thing, just like in Django Unchained when Leon, when Leonardo like S- cre- smashed the, the, glass? Uh, the glass
1: and then like smear the blood, but like, and I mean, you you watch him do that scene, and you can tell like he's like. Just stay in character, stay in character. And like, he's just keeps delivering his lines, and he's like, oh, fuck. Well, it's the same thing she had to keep in character. Like, again,
0: her screams are real, and it adds to it. Aragorn breaks his foot, adds to it. The cast mm. of Alien, chest burster scene, added to it.
1: Hmm. Segments? Segments. cha How done, gentlemen? Segment number one. You gotta nail it shut. You gotta do two boards. One's not gonna do it. (laughs) It's gonna blow right open. Uh, Playing right into the story of what transpires before the uh, before they arrive, the door blowing open is hilarious. Not one but two boards are needed to hold that dirty horse shut. Sometimes some things just need a little extra or a special touch to work. Explain to us something that requires such a thing and what did you have to do to get it to work bonus how did you get your nintendo cartridges to work? <laughs> mine's a little bit unconventional do you mind if i go first go, no, for, go it. for it so um, <laughs> it calls, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I started i started you know writing these thoughts out and then i realized that that the thing that that needed a little little extra help or a little something extra to it uh was not it was not what I originally thought it was. So, when we got back from getting married in Ohio, mm-hmm. first morning up, I had that next day off. So, I'm just blissfully sleeping in bed. Anna comes bursting into the, the bedroom in tears because the apparently the pilot light had blown out on the water heater. Huh? And she went out there and she read the instructions. She tried to do it. And so, I wake up later on and I go and... Follow the instructions and lights right up. And then she had she had replaced the, um, like, where you screw in the bulb on an old lamp. But she'd reversed the wiring. So when she plugged the lamp in with the light bulb, it tripped the breaker. And so I get a call from her. It's like, we're going to have to get an electrician. There's no power in the kitchen. All our food's going to go bad. And I'm like, did you, did you go out and trip the breakers? And so I go out with her. And she's like, see, see, oh, well, this one's kind of hard click. And we go inside and there we go. Or over Christmas or right right before Christmas or Thanksgiving, like she put a huge load of laundry in, but she didn't put it to like the bulky setting. Oh, okay. So like it didn't spin enough. So it was still kind of wet. And she's like, oh, my God, it's, it's broken. <laughs> well, now we're going to have to get a new washing machine. <laughs> and I'm like, it's fine. Like you just put it on the bulky city. And then the, the the PS de resistance was, uh, she's like, we're going to have to get somebody out here. The garage door opener is broken. Like the, the actual motor. Yeah. Yeah. So I go out there and, uh, first of all, she has, she has frustratingly tried to click the, the wall mounted button so many times that she's like, completely pushed it in so it still works but now it just needs a little bit finesse one of the boys had set like their bicycle helmet in front of the sensor and so i went out there and just spent like three minutes looking around cleared the sensors it opens right up so if it's something technical that it has to do with the house it's my wife that needs the uh the the little extra (laughs) and i was like oh you know it's it's the dryer it's the garage door it's like oh there's a common theme here common theme (laughs) like and and, and honey like we don't have to have a full-on freak out here like it'll be fine yeah it'll be fine and more often than not it is so uh that's that's my two boards that's that little uh, velvet glove tree been like, Shh, sh, sh, sh. <laughs> go have a truly or something like go, go sit down, pit the dog, pit the dog. The two things that I thought of surprisingly were both in the house that I grew up in. And I kind of thought back on it. and I'm like, why did we not get this fixed or why did we not get this replaced? And so in the hall bathroom, the top light switch, you had to flip it twice. Because if you flipped it on the first time, the the ballast would just go, you know, just a super loud, and, and people would go in there and go, oh, oh. And, and then you had to flip it, a, you had to flip it off and then flip it back on, and it was almost like the ballast had to like be warned, hey, it's like the Millennium Falcon cockpit, like. Boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing was the microwave and i actually talked to my mom about this not that long ago i said i miss that microwave because that was a gift that they got for their wedding and it was just a and it was like a, a hand-me-down like microwave but it was so awesome very rustic and very old school it was a a spin dial to start it but you had to go past 1 minute if you wanted to do less than one minute it, it, less than one minute so you had to go to one minute and then swing it back but before you could do that you had to press the defrost on and then defrost off before it would start so every time it was <laughs> I, I would like go to the <laughs> talk to me I would go to it and like right after school and I'd like pop up pop up pop, pop, and just had it down <laughs> ha! <laughs> And I could just heat up whatever I needed real quick because I just got it. So it's like Han Solo on Endor. Like, I guess we're gonna have to hotwire it. I, I got it. it. I, I think I got it. it. <laughs>
0: uh, Drew, anything that's required a personal touch? Uh so in my classroom there is the uh, the pull down projector screen, which for some reason no one can get. No one can get except for me. All right. It, I, I don't know why they 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 like. Pull, pull
1: out game strong,
0: I yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. They uh, they pull it down and like it doesn't stick. They you know it goes back up. I was like no, no no you gotta you gotta do it you gotta do it just right and you gotta go a little bit a little bit like halfway and then it's almost at an angle and they keep trying and like it just goes back up and they're like no and they go so back down. And I'm like all right, so I'll get up from my desk and I'll walk over and I'm like guys it's not hard grab pull let go and it sticks and I just walk back to my desk it's just like perfect every time when I get it so that's something that was just uh kind of fun uh as per your how do you get your game cartridges Mm, uh to play so when I was a kid it was uh like one blow one way flip it over another blow and then of course like back to the other other way around almost like you know sticking in the USB drive it doesn't work stick it back it doesn't fit stick it back over fits you know. It's
1: always mm-hmm. yeah the, the triple. I would do the uh, the staccato first, uh, and then do one big deep. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> uh, and then if it still wasn't working, you would insert into the NES, press it down. And then you could take another game and slide it in on top of that. What? And sometimes that would like that was the black magic. Sometimes it held it in. uh, Yeah. That you you had to do for like an old game, an old system. So, for us, obviously the the blow which. Realistically, did the blow do shit? Probably not. I mean, I, th- 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 of I, of th- I think there's, there's papers game. out there where people like that. That's compl- yeah. actually that was that was worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you to do. because, we, because it, <laughs> didn't, it didn't
0: just stick with like the Nintendo cartridges. It went on to like the Super Nintendo, Sega, little Super, Game Boy games. Sixty-four.
1: Uh, like, <laughs> <yes. laughs> <laughs> I've that's taken this. Xbox games out and gone to the disc and gone. <laughs> But we would, so I would put it in all the way to, right to the edge and I would overlap it just a hair and then go, ka chung. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, just it being on that edge and that nice ka chung. Like you were slapping down a slot machine. And but- <laughs> there was that cartridge in, my, in, in, in his mouth and it was warm, <laughs> full of blood. It was raw. <laughs> I never did with that game's blanket. (laughs) Oh, shit. Channing Tatum is in this movie. You know, I'll be honest. The first time I watched this, I remember seeing his name in the beginning, but it did not cross my mind that he would even be in it. I know. Kind of weird. But honestly, a good reveal in my opinion. What's another moment when a major actor cameos that that you completely forgot was in the movie? So
0: I went with this. Not so much that I completely forgot that they were in this movie, but more so because it was a surprise yeah. that they that they were in the movie. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna run down four people really quick. And one I didn't even know until today. All right, Johnny Depp in Tusk. He plays like the French detective or the French Canadian detective who's helping um, look for the girl's boyfriend. I don't know if I've and ever watched Tusk. I've never seen, I Tusk? seen Tusk. Okay, it's fine. Glenn Close and Hook. As the pirate who gets thrown into the boo box. Yes. The, I think that the, was... Not, what, the box. not the boo Not the <laughs> I think that was a shock to everybody. When that was like... Announced. Actually like, uh, you know, announced again. Despite the fact that like, you know, it was revealed early on. Uh, Stephen King in It Chapter 2. Because he plays like a store owner. That one of the kids goes into. And I like... I remember going to the theater and watching it. And I was just all like... Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King's in his movie. So that was fun. But... The one that I think was really funny because I've never noticed it, and I don't know why it would ever even be brought up to be noticed, in Hot Fuzz, when he gets the injury of being stabbed by the Santa Claus, that's Peter Jackson in the Santa Claus suit. Whoa.
1: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I did not know that. I know. Nice. So that's the one that was all like, get the fuck out. I do love it when directors or like... When people that are making the movie, like Peter Jackson's, his kids are in the film, and you know, just well, when he's in the film, Tarantino's hands are in Hateful Eight. His mm-hmm. his are the hands that put the poison. Oh, into yeah. the yeah. He he loved, into right. coffee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And normally he makes his his appearance, you know, in. But it's not on the nose like Pulp Fiction so much. Yeah. You know? For me, the, I think the most surprised I ever was in the theater was Matt Damon, Interstellar. Uh, that was a big hit. I had no idea. Like Cody dragged me to that movie. I knew little to nothing about it, but I was really surprised by that. Um as far as ones that I love, uh John Hurt from uh Spaceballs, uh, oh, reenacting yeah. the uh the chestburster scene yeah. from Alien. Not again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh Bob Barker. Oh Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, happy Gilmore yes. The Price is Wrong Bitch, like everything about that is perfect. So those those would be my top three. Okay so I I didn't I I I thought one of you guys would would say it but Sean Connery in uh, is it that I always bring this up is that what you guys no 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 it's just that I'd forgotten that I I was supposed to lead with uh, Danny Glover in uh, Maverick But uh, yeah, for some reason, that got filed back into the subconscious. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> uh, but Sean Connery in <laughs> uh, in Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves, at the end, just that nice little moment. You're like, oh, sh- you're in this? Give away the bra. <sighs> and then in Zombieland. Bill Murray, the fact that they go to Bill Murray's house, Mm. and then Bill Murray comes out as a zombie, but not a zombie, was one of my favorite scenes of the whole, I think, the whole Mm. movie. I think that was... And then correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't uh, uh, Patrick Stewart the king that cameos at the end of Robin Hood Men in Tights?
0: Man, I don't know. It's been such a long time since I've seen Robin Hood Men in Tights.
1: We're going to have to find a a genre for that to happen.
0: I mean, it... Yeah, I don't know if and you know just reminding me when you said like right at the end like he was there, it just occurred to me like so when we watched uh when we watched Dark Man Bruce Campbell is at the very end of Dark Man because that's the new mask that he puts on oh and he's walking away into the crowd take the fucking elephant <laughs> <laughs> fucking elephant three G- five bucks
1: three <laughs> G- five bucks <laughs> and oh, the, my, the my last hands. Little one my hands. Elijah Wood in Back to the Future uh number two when he's a little kid and but even though that's a little bit more you know that was before he was kind of famous still very cool to see sure yeah you know that like oh that's you were so little (laughs) 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 okay this one i'm excited for all right third segment tarantino can do no wrong but, you know, he just can't. Uh, his He picks his times and his ideas with such a surprising fashion. Different time periods, alternate timelines, and memorable characters. I dig his movies and love some of his trademark filming techniques. If you got to pitch a movie to the big man himself, what should you present? And what Tarantino trademark would you propose to help sell it? I'll, I'll, I'll go first if you guys want. So I would suggest to him, he has done plenty of time period pieces of recent but i want him to go back way back i want him to do roman times one because i love roman films we don't get enough amazing ones but when we do they're just so good and we had rome hbo i mean it's the, just the eagle
0: yeah uh mm-hmm. i the mean eagle, i mean it's one of the, it's one that comes to mind i'm not saying it's amazing
1: I mean, Gladiator, Spartacus, epic, sweeping movies like that. So Roman times, and I would want him to do the story of Cicero and his assassination. Cicero was such a prolific statesman of the Republic and had such an influence for Rome and his assassination. I just feel like Tarantino would have a field day with the gore side of that because Rome can be so bloody. You know, if you watch Spartacus, the uh, the TV show, hell yeah, um, and titty and lots of titties. Whoa. <laughs> And hey, good titties, not, but,
0: not uh, like <laughs> I mean, not real. These, these are not like half-ass titties. These, these are, are bargain bin titties <laughs> over here.
1: Hey Dave, uh, ask me if my ass is bad. <laughs> we, 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 I can speak French, <laughs> y'all. Uh, but I can just hear uh, Mark Anthony from the HBO series Rome talking about Cicero, like, "Go get him, kill him, and nail his hands to the senate door." <laughs> uh for the trademark shots i would think that a good trunk shot of cicero's beheading like after he gets beheaded tarantino always has that kind of trunk shot look of uh so having the centurion and them looking down at his head tons of foot shots which weird that tarantino has this like kind of semi foot fetish in people are barefoot in almost every one of his films plenty of barefoot you know, feet to be had, Tarantino, this is Rome. No one, uh, Sandals and bare feet. And then the last thing, Cicero and Quintus dancing to just some random, like, kind of almost coming out of the moment and dancing to a more modern song, I think would be very Tarantino-ish of this Roman statement, just... He's a good girl, (laughs) but you know it don't matter (laughs) really, way. (laughs) So yeah, that would be my pitch. Do you mind? Yeah, go. So, Tarantino has already caught my fancy uh, because he's he's made omissions or not omissions. He's he's admitted that he wants to add missions that he would like to do Star Trek. Uh, a Whoa. star trek movie but it would be a like violent, violent and dark and tarantino and uh now i'm just being kind of a dick because now it's it's like tarantino star trek but it's got like the Who It of uh star trek 6 the undiscovered country and tarantino actually stars as rebooted captain kirk and they've got to find out who the murderer is and apparently they stepped in some sort of uh, rare mineral that has a very distinct taste, so Quentin Tarantino has to go around sucking toes uh, <laughs> uh, of all of all the crew members to, to see if he can find out uh, who it is. Uh, but he's already sold. He's like, yeah, he's like, green light in. You had me at feet. <laughs> <laughs> Get this man a job. But uh, uh, in all seriousness, I would love to see him do a Star Trek. Uh, because he loved the original series and he's expressed interest in it, but Star Trek's kind of in limbo. Like mm. there may be a fourth movie, there may not be a fourth movie. With, uh, well, I mean, after with um, the reboot cast, Christopher Wu, Pine yeah. and did Wu do the
0: the fir- He did the first two. So no, no, it was it wasn't. Uh, the, no, he did the third. They he haven't was, they haven't done a movie since the uh, the the guy who played I can't think of his name right now, but the guy who Chekhov? played Chekhov. Yeah. they haven't done a movie since. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so good in Green Room too. Really, oh yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, but Remake that that night. would that would be it, and then the uh, the shot, uh, you know, there would be a, of course the exploding head somewhere, <laughs> like yeah. on the back window in Pulp Fiction, on <laughs> Daisy Domergoo. Yes, boom! yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I would just absolutely love it, and to see like Star Trek combat, like amped up to where it needs to be and it's not just like pew you're done now you <laughs> can just lie there and have a nap No, you can actually see i can foresee like an away team like
0: fucking some shit up
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and i i and would like to fucked see up. that oh no of course of yeah. course
1: yeah just an, an away team all hopped up on Cardass or is uh, it rami lanale just just going hammer and tongs but drew you
0: all right so we're uh we're telling the story of a simple cobbler a shoemaker if you will and he's making a pair of shoes that are being sought after by every single high powered money laundering mob boss in the city of chicago and everybody wants these particular shoes cuz it's the last pair of shoes that this that this uh, shoemaker is going to be making all right and for some reason he says that he's putting his all of his uh like life and every bit of magic that he has into these is shoes. This Is an
1: Adam Sandler yeah, I was movie? Just about no. to ask. God no. damn it, oh, Drew. Who's literally not... quoting the fucking cobbler? No, no I'm is, not is quoting this the cobbler. Is like some screwed shit no. where it's like, there was a girl in a field? Like, <laughs> that was the, the little house. Yes, it was little house.
0: <laughs> it's not that.
1: <laughs> and the brother and the sister will be played by the same person? Like,
0: What it's what it's going to come down to be is that like when he says that he's putting his life and all of his essence and everything into the shoe is that whittled into the underside of these shoes is actually the combination to this to his safe, which holds his life savings. All right. And the shoes are being sent out. And now the mob bosses are going after these shoes and they need to find out who and where they're going to. And there's going to be blood and there's going to be death and you're going to have unexpected like occurrences and you're going to have the different tropes that always fit into a Tarantino film like over the top violence captivating villains unexpected deaths it's going to be connected to the, to the Tarantino universe because there's going to be red apple cigarettes somewhere and i guarantee you Samuel L Jackson is going to make a cameo all right where's the feet you've already lost him he wants feet uh, it's, a, it's a shoe store. You're gonna have feet. That's gonna be the opening but with scene. Socks no, on, Drew. no, no, no. You're gonna be
1: in fucking socks, and he's no. like, no.
0: No, it's gonna be. It's gonna be the opening shot. You're gonna have a kid like try putting his foot into like the measuring thing, and then you're gonna have like a sh- like a, a worker at the shoe store just be all like, "Ma'am, can you have your son put on socks, please?" And then she's going to walk away. Okay. Either way, you're no. going gonna to have death and everything it, it, in this movie. It needs, it needs to be to like,
1: like the Downton Abbey theme is played in the background, <laughs> the opening credits, and he's, he's, he's measuring out a, an attractive woman's foot. And like the credits are rolling. At one point, like he just presses the foot onto his cheek, but like the credits keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or she like kicks him, like, stop it, and like presses her foot again. And he's like, yes. <laughs>
0: More the fancy. guy makes a special pair of shoes and the movie's <laughs> going to be called Toe the Line and Tongue Tied.
1: <laughs> what, Okay,
0: It's a play on words,
1: you putz. I, I, got, I got it. But... Hate this podcast. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're coming up on five years. <laughs> you know what that means. Uh, time to have the old dusty, dusty road. <laughs> <laughs> Uber's here in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh God! What would you guys rate this film when it was a
0: first-time watch? I would I would probably give this movie um a very fair like four and a half out of five. But I think after watching it a few more times, it's it's only slumped down just a little bit uh, to a to a four out of five. I really enjoy the music, uh, Inyo Morricone, if you will, mm-hmm. using tracks that were for the thing that were not used, and and. It, Come on. It's beautifully shot. I'm not saying that there's a respectable use of the N-word throughout the
1: movie. <laughs> 50,
0: 58 times, it was kind of getting on me. It felt like it was, more, but... It felt y- like yeah. more. It
1: was a little heavy with Bruce it. Bruce Dern. Ooh. Jeez. <laughs> Could really put some shellac on I that know. word.
0: <laughs> but I, I very much enjoy this movie. I I think it's uh, well shot, well done, well well casted. And uh, it's a great story. Yeah, four out of five.
1: Uh, Hateful Eight. I'd go seven out of eight. Uh, it's 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 just my kind of movie. It's it's overly long. It's dark. It's brooding. It's melancholy. Uh, it's everything that I want to watch after my wife goes to bed. <laughs> Perfect. Because she she she's not gonna like. She's not gonna watch it very much, or if she is, she's gonna be on her phone most of the time. Or Fall almost, asleep or fall asleep. The ending is not what I want because obviously, like you, you deep down inside, you want. Them to like survive and get away, but it's not that. Kurt Russell dies. You don't want. You know, it's all these things that you're like. Well, he was going to die anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. At some point. I love this movie so much. Again, this is probably my favorite Tarantino film. I have watched it more times than I have watched probably Maverick. Well, more. Look who's coming out of left field over here We'll play play Drew Post Drew (laughs) Hell yeah (laughs) Son of a bitch (laughs) Uh, No I would give this movie 8 out of 8 I love this movie I've watched it a ton of times And every time I watch it I'm still just as into it As probably the first time I watched it I, I could watch this movie Another you know 20 times wow I, I love it so okay yeah yeah <sighs> And as for even though we really didn't talk about Civil War, (laughs) (laughs) despite that this is five years after the the Civil War, the themes were there. The themes were there. The themes were there. there.
0: History was there. History was there. You know, you
1: you've got the Confederate general. You've got uh, Northern uh, Major Major. uh, and then you've got Marauders. (laughs) Yeah, you got uh, Mannix. Mannix is Marauders, but you know, ultimately, that at the end, Mannix sides with the rule of law and not with his tribe. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. I cuz there's so many times in the in the film you're thinking man uh, black people are still just hated even though you would think okay a little bit of time everyone's kind of subsided but there's still so much hate there's a line in the the film about you know leave it to America uh, even though it's an unconditional surrender. Like, don't let an unconditional Those surrender Tim Roth line, yeah. get in the way of, you know, a good wall. I'm like, that's so true.
0: Like, we well, can't. It's, it's interesting enough to where, I mean, like Tarantino even said in an interview where Westerns reflect the era in which they were made. So it's interesting enough to where you have this made in 2015. And one of the most poignant lines in there is when Warren says black people are only safe when white people are disarmed. Yep. I found that to be very apt, uh, especially for when it was made. I also, at the time.
1: I also love Tim Ross' line about was well when they can invent a gun that can't be pu- a trigger that can't be pulled by a woman. Like I will always be a hangman and, you know, and hang women. Like, mm. Ah, like well, I mean, that's just that's just fair inequality. So I know like, yeah. you gonna side with <laughs> this <laughs> diabolical <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it gotta be a lack of <laughs> <sighs> So yes, Civil War, that was my pick. This is why, because it's awesome. How can the people even get Oh no no, we have a patron yeah? No. no. The computer says now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, anything anything I would have done for this movie would have been a rehash of something that we've done before. So it's, it's gotta be a, a special a special something because we're over a hundred episodes at this point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you gotta let the, the whales, uh, refill of, of creativity for the, uh, the old, uh, ladies and Patreon gentlemen, sometimes run a little bit close together. I yeah, completely I mean, that's, understand. That happens. We'll, we'll rehash stories. We'll Things will be repeated.
0: I will say this for the Patreon. I will jump in for Jack Stead right now. I will say with a promise that when this episode comes out, on Twitter, if uh, Nathan and Jack will oblige me, we will post our favorite stew recipes. And I would challenge anyone out there in the Podverse listening to this episode to contact us with their favorite stew re- mm. recipes as well. Something that would be worthy of serving at Minnie's Haberdashery.
1: So bringing up the stew, just to just to round this out, you know, I, I got to Ohio a few. Four or five days before my wife did for the wedding this past October. And one of the nights I would stay with my mom and my stepdad. Uh, I think I had just gotten back from, like, the guy's, like, weekend cabin trip. She made her stew, which she's been making the entire time we've been growing up. And uh, I I had to admit to my mom, I was like, most of the time when people say, like, we're having stew for dinner, it's sort of like, eh, okay. Put my mom's stew. Oh. Is your mom a stew? it's 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 unforgettable and it just like it hits the spot checks all the boxes now it didn't matter what kind of meat jack's mom would put in the stew <laughs> it, it always tastes the same. same i ain't jack's mom <laughs> stew from when i was little will to little willy boy up till i was a grown-ass man well drew how <coughs> can the patreons and the non-patreon members <laughs> get a hold of us
0: well, guys, if you want to get a hold of us, you can always send us an email at RealFillspodcast at gmail.com. Look for us up on Facebook and Instagram for the Real fills Podcast. We're up on Twitter at Real Phills Pod. But of course, if you want to call the Tooch line, leave a voicemail. It is
1: Three zero. Quentin Tarantino, this is a formal invite. If you would like to call me and not make me a liar, uh, please call the Tooch line and personalize it to me, not to these guys. To Nathan, yes, okay. Dear Major, no. Dear about, dear Marquis, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln of the United States of America. <laughs> Old Mary todd's called me, so it must be time. That was a nice touch. Just, and and <laughs> when when uh yeah. when you can see um Samuel Jackson's lips moving along while mm-hmm. he's reading the he's letter at the yeah, so end. Yep. I love it so much. Okay. Uh, well, uh
0: coming up, coming up is paranormal comedy, and that's gonna be the wrap-up for
1: season four, Fellowship of the Fields. And then we'll be having uh God, with Tremors Tremors five bloodlines. If you thought. Is Jamie Bur- Kennedy in this one? Jamie Kennedy makes his <laughs> debut! Is Burt Gummer still in it at least? You're goddamn right he is. Oh, Burt Gummer has been in
0: every Tremors film. Wow. Thank you, Michael Gross. But not in the TV show, right? Yes, he is. Oh. We're not doing the TV uh, show. Christopher Lloyd's <laughs> even in the TV show. Well- right, Scott! <laughs> right, Scott!
1: <laughs> We're gonna have we're gonna run out of Tremor films pretty quick. It's fine. Then <laughs> we move on to Darkman Dark two
0: <laughs> and Darkman three die. Die. Darkman
1: Dark die.
0: <laughs> and if if by that time and it does happen, God bless it. I hope so. Josh Rubin. Josh Rubin, get at me. I love you so much. Maybe they will allow him to remake Darkman. Dar- uh, Josh Rubin is the uh, creator and director and writer for Werewolves Within. And the movie Scare Me, which are also were uh,
1: Werewolves Within was really good. Yeah, that's Josh Rubin. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, folks, uh, this has been the Real Feels Podcast, and we hope that you really enjoyed this episode of the Civil War Pick. I am Nathan. This has been the realist and the feelist. You only need to hang mean bastards, but mean bastards, you need to hang. Oswald Mobrey. <laughs> <laughs> Rock steady. <laughs> <laughs> be many, come you want some store, B? Call me a ladder, come on. Oh, <laughs> be many, maybe 10 out of
0: 20, but there won't be many coming home.
1: Now the old folks will remember
0: on that dark and dismal day how their hearts
1: were choked with pride. As their children marched away